Uh, just small bones, weakness of bones. Just can't climb again. Just small joint pains. What is it? Can't you have arthritis? Didn't your mother not have it? Your pastor too has it now. Even his wife has it. Which kind of faith do you want to have that they did not have? So that one. Don't ever reason with the devil. Reason as if, okay, did my pastor have it? My father had it. The doctor said that if your pastor and your mother has it, and your father... <laughs> don't argue. Just simply say, it is written. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwelling in me, is giving life to my mortal body. That's all. We don't need to reason. What is the pathogenesis of osteoarthrosis? It doesn't concern you. It's not in the Bible. Oh, sorry. I'm a doctor. He's forgotten. Which are the lies we tell in class? We tell it every day. Believe me. It doesn't concern you. Tell us, I don't know. Okay, what do you know? It is written. Even though the body is subject to death because of sin, yet the spirit will give it life because of righteousness. Say, in Christ Jesus, I have been made righteous. Himself took my infirmities and my diseases. By his stripes, I have been healed. It is written, Mark the righteous man, even though he is old, he will be full of sap. Don't ex- don't, no other explanation. Don't argue. But you see, the likelihood of glaucoma entering your eyes because your grandfather was blind at the age of 52 and your father began to, he went for glaucoma surgery when he was 56, means that there's a genetic penetrance that is, when they finish, don't argue. Don't argue. When they finish, open those scriptures again, read it again. It is written, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in me. And that spirit is giving life to my mortal body. In me, life is working. Uh, But let's tell ourselves the truth. (laughs) Not seen as well today, as you saw last year. Is that not so? Open the Bible again. It is written. You just keep on quoting it. It is written. Don't get into argumental. Don't get into argumental. Don't de- get into argument. My wife told me yesterday <laughs> that she went somewhere. They were discussing about what they call it, calorie counting. People will not count scripture. They are counting calories. <laughs> and when I see people get into this health, this, uh, health confusion, I just, I just shake my head. That's the original tossed to and fro by every window of doctrine. So they say, eat acidic food. Tomorrow, eat basic food. Today, eat hot food. The next day, eat cold food. I've actually seen them tell you, when you eat, lie down on your side. Or when you eat, don't lie down on this side. Because when you lie down this way, the pyloric opening of the stomach faces this direction. And I'll be wondering, say, eh? Jacob knew all of this. <laughs> Jacob knew all of this. Yet, when Pharaoh saw him, Pharaoh said, What? Sir, how old are you? Pharaoh did not know people could live that long. Jacob told him, Ah, my years of sojourning have been, I've forgotten the number, I've been 140, but you know, but I've not been, I'm not as old as my father's. Because Isaac was older than that. Isaac was about 160. Isaac was older than that. Pharaoh was looking, What? How do you guys manage? And Jacob never knew how to lie down on one side. 
or lie down on the other side. Be it unto you according to your faith. Yes, sir. In this life, now fight. What did I say? What did I say? And listen, you must fight. Like Elijah said, strike. How many times? Five or six times, he told the man. Why take chances? If I were here, strike seven times. Because Elijah was not sure. He said five or six. So let's just do seven. Complete. We will... The way we strike, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. We use it to fight. The other day I told you I was driving. Ah, this whole thing has gone on for a while. You could get there and be complaining. Is this the change they campaigned? No, when people talk sometimes, I think people just like to talk. You know the way people comment on football? Most of them cannot identify. If I ask most of you here who shout about football, I'll tell you, ask you the weight of the football they use in international soccer. I'm sure nobody here can tell me. You don't know it has a weight. FIFA has an approved weight. They have an approved diameter. Oh, people, many people don't know that. If I ask you, when was it reviewed last? Because there was one World Cup they were about to start. People say, man, this ball is heavy. That was when FIFA reviewed the weight. Many of you say, hey, is that so? Yes. They don't know football, but because talk is free, everybody has an opinion. In the same manner, when it comes to nation, everybody knows what Buhari should do and all the problems will be solved. The other day I was discussing one of our brothers. He said, what I expected him to do, but I got out of the discussion. <laughs> because I would have told him, I said, that was what you expected. I said, should I tell you what I expected? And I'll tell you what Okemutu expected. I'll tell you what Israel expected. Tunde Buhari and Tunde Bakari expected. Or should we not go to Lagos and tell you what every shop owner in Balogun expected? If Buhari wants to do what everybody expected, he will do nothing. Oh, by the way, why should he do what you expected? You are God. You have divine wisdom. I said it before, I still mean it. If Jesus is our president, there's not much he can do under the circumstances. Why? Are the circumstances bigger than him? No. The people, their own belief is too strong. No matter the mighty work he has to do. Because you know if Jesus become head of state now, I do, you don't, don't let anybody know. Just make sure that he appears like he's from um, Taraba State. Let's take Taraba State. Let just appear like that. Do you know? We will have many things to tell him as head of state. All of us say, what I expected. You will know Jesus as head of state. What I expected is by now, he shall have published the names of all the people that looted. And now this is Jesus. So. We will have seven opinions. And whichever one he does, you know it's wrong. I hope in any one he does is wrong. It will be wrong because that is how we reason. Whatever he does, it has to be wrong. One day I, I was at Opera Square. I don't know what I was looking for that morning. <laughs> and I saw some people talking on the road. I almost put my mouth, except that I tried not to put my mouth. And I succeeded that day in not putting my mouth. It was when our former head of state, Musa Yaradwa, you know, was unconscious. He was terminally ill and he finally died, all right? So, remember that time Bishop Oedepo and some people were taken to go and see him? One man was there analyzing how disappointed he was that a man like Oedepo. So, I went there when I heard the name Oedepo. You know, I'm like, okay, what did he do now? 
So when I heard, ah, the man like you, so I was looking at them. So I paused, you know, I just stood down. He said, how can he? Men thought he would come out and talk. I felt like I said, what? You actually think. One, I'm a doctor as an example. I'm not even allowed to talk. That's what they call privileged information. I said, no. It is against politics. What, what word do I use for it? Let me, I don't want to use the only word I can remember is diplomat, but that's not foreign country, so the diplomat doesn't work. But it's against the etiquette of those kind of circumstances. You don't utter statements that's not pre-approved by the state house. When they bring you in and give you a privileged information, no. The day Billy Graham went to see the head of state in America, the president, and he left, and the reporter said, did you discuss? Yes. Did you talk about the nation? Yes. And just said, oh, okay, we said this, we said this. They banned him till that man left office. That you don't understand the etiquette. Whatever you say, see in there, or hear in there, you don't talk about it unless it is approved. Yeah, people on the road say they want to, he was so disappointed in a man like you. I feel like saying, sir, what did you expect him to do? He should enter the place, come open his mouth, and start blabbing. What am I saying about these things? Everybody has an opinion. That's why even if Jesus became our head of state, believe me, unless he wants to suspend everybody, freeze all of us, and then give us uninterrupted power supply, generated by angels. It has to be lightning bolts. It can't be power stations, no. And then when it does that, you know what we're going to say? It's an infringement of, on our fundamental human rights. <laughs> why, can I not, why can I not move when I want to move? Why should a man, one single person, because you remember we don't know he's the one. Uh, there is it. We block on the child bridge. Block uh, Asso Rock. Where else are we blocking? Lagos. We block everywhere. Top Milan Bridge. We block it. Lagos Badon Express. Why? This man is a tyrant. He decides to do things without due process. There was no third reading in National Assembly. <laughs> whether we can move or not. <laughs> Jesus said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I wanted to gather you like a, like a hen gathers her chicks. But he said, you will have none of it. I wanted to give you uninterrupted power supply, but Lila, you won't take it. I want to give you peace and heal all your diseases. They said, no, we don't want it. We'll continue our own way. Listen, my message is that, listen, God needs you and needs me. Are you getting my point? And we keep on fighting. That day, like I was saying, that day I just saw this power thing, this four thing, it's going on for some time. I just bowed my head in the car where I was. I just said simply, because my mind was like, what do I do, what do I do? I bowed my head. I said, Lord, this has gone on for a while. Break it in the name of Jesus. That's all. I didn't do anything. I just said, Lord, Break this, um, what they call scarcity. If enough of us bow our heads like that and stop pointing fingers, if enough of us bow our heads and stop thinking that APC is a party of angels, Angel- no, they are not. Are you getting my point? If we stop thinking that, just realize that the power belongs to God. And if it shines favor, we will receive it. If we just bow our heads and enough of us, because God doesn't wait for everybody, I wanted to say, thank God He doesn't. He just wants his critical mass. If the critical mass will bow their heads and say, Lord, break it and break it permanently. 
if you say that regularly, every day, we say a day will come, you'll just be discussing and say, ah, it will now become the days of forest scarcity. It will have gone. If we continue talking like this, that's nonsense that Nigerians talk, then Gote won't know why his refinery is not working. Say, so what happened? They now say, you know, refineries are not, uh, it's not your car engine. When they say they want to check what happened, that may be another four weeks. Of the, you know, I'm telling you, of dismantling, demand, then when they get inside there, they will see one black box of bad, bad voices. All the evil that men have put in the atmosphere they, as congealed. They won't know, they will think it's slime. They will think it's slug from uh, bad condensate from crude that hair. They now say this has a high level of sulfur. It's demonic talk. It's demonic talk. They will start again. Until God said, let me help this with you. He will raise some people. Here and they pray. Say, sir, pray. So he says, we don't know what. Let's pray in the spirit. The angels will be collecting it small by small. Do you have enough? Your vial your, your don't fool. He said, yes. Hand it over. Then one day, you will now put all the incense on the altar. And it will now rise up. And then one angel will receive a commandment from God. He will take a, 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 a sword and strike something. Suddenly the pipes will start flowing. And they'll say the engineers just arrived from Germany and they're the specialized <laughs> ones that, uh, you know, that's what you will read in the news. You will know that God showed mercy and stirred a few people that prayed until they feel some critical mass in heaven. This is our life, is it? I hope you're getting the point I'm making. That is why you must never, ever, ever join anybody to talk nonsense. Let me give you a prophetic word. This season will be over. Amen. Yes. Once again, he said, I shake the heavens and I'll shake the earth. I will cause my prosperity to flow into this place. It will happen. This season will soon be over. Amen. Whether you'll be blessed then or not, remember, those who did not go for the baptism of John, they could not be healed by the miracles of Jesus. Don't ever forget it. When they neglected the words of John, when Jesus came, they were amongst those that opposed the Lord Jesus Christ. I've said many of the things we are doing. Eh? What are we doing? We don't realize that we are removing our own faith, the ability to start a business and do well. You think you are criticizing the government and fighting Buhari. You don't realize that it's your company that's dying. You don't know it. Something you are supposed to start by faith in five years' time and grow it over the next 18 years into a multi-million dollar company. You kill it today by wrong talk. You keep on saying, nothing good works in this country. Nothing can work. What can work? What can work? As a Christian, you must never join this nonsense negative talk everybody does everywhere. The other day I was telling my wife, I had a chat group, some of my, some of my, colleague, well, my colleagues in the office, I had this chat group that they created a few weeks ago. One of my brothers talked one day. I said, this guy is negative. Huh? I, you know, I, me, I take lessons from everything. I said, God, I hope I'm not this negative when I talk. I hope I'm not this negative. Always trying to show why things won't work. Unfortunately, you see, you know what the Bible says? If you are not faithful in that which belongs to another person, nobody will give you your own. You can't go around in life using bad mouth to kill every time you think your business will do well. You're, you're, you're kidding. You are kidding. It's not going to do well. It's not going to do well. Use your mouth, finish the head of state, use your mouth, finish the governor, use the house, finish everything, every policy of government, you have something wrong with it. 
pride, you know everything. 99% of people around cannot identify crude oil if they put, put, put it in a bowl. And these same people have opinion on the petroleum industry. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Listen, at least I'm happy you now understand that the way Nigerians behave, even Jesus can't help. So what do we need to do? Just what Jesus did. He went around teaching. And that's what I'm doing. I'm telling people, if you want Jesus to help you, help us, this is how we should do things. There's a way we're supposed to behave if we want Jesus to help. Otherwise, he can't help us. When we badmouth things, let me tell you, it's backfiring into our business. It's backfiring into our ministries. Many of these preachers are here, I feel sorry for Their ministry can't grow. It can't grow. It can't grow. I heard one man talk once. This country, this country, you call it a country, who sat down together to arrange it, you call it a country. Later on, when you know he's a big pastor, I know one of his small pastors under him. When he, that one was so angry with him, he was telling me the nonsense the man is doing. I felt like, oh God, your ministry is not working. I think the country is not working. Your ministry is not working. All his pastors, they always leave him after some time. The Lord is good. I beg, let me summarize my talk for today. I was not supposed to talk for this long. But I hope you learned something anyway. My message today, let me summarize it, is again, the same one I've given for a very long time. It's a war. Amen? And there are what? Series of battles. And we must win every battle. The more the battles we win, the easier the subsequent battles are. And the less frequent the battles are. A time will come, we'll have so much peace. It becomes a problem in itself. God will have to show us another battle so that we will not forget how to fight. And anytime you see battle, don't think the word didn't work. It just means, my boy, my girl, God is saying, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Keep on winning. Keep on winning. If you win today, another set of demons show up tomorrow, fight them again. The battle is the same strategy. It's the word of God. It is faith. It's patience. It's the same strategy. The word of God. Faith, patience with that word. It's the same strategy. You start a business, it goes down, start another one. Learn the lessons from the last one and start again. Do you get my point? It is not proof that things don't work in Nigeria. They also don't work in America. The statistics we give all the time. It's an American statistic, though. It's not Nigeria. It's American statistic, that is that 9 out of 10 businesses fail in the first 5 years. It's Americans that said it. Then of the, net, the, the balance, 1 out of 10. In America, only one business out of 100 survived 10 years. Hakim Belo Sage said, when he was giving his lecture in America, that he said political risk abounds in Nigeria. He said it's inferior to the technological risk. In those advanced countries, they have serious technological risk that can wipe out your business in one day. What I'm going to explain, there's a problem everywhere. There's no way in, Nigeria, in the world that you have a risk-free environment for doing business. People that are sitting down there, things don't work, things don't work, things don't work, things don't work. Their mouth is not working, it just don't work. I don't vex finish. I don't recover. 
is well with you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, it is well with you. Amen. Sow your seed even when the land is dry. Amen. Thus says the Lord, I will pour water upon that seed that you are sowing into the dry land. Amen. Isaac sowed in that, in, in that land. The same year he reaped a hundredfold. There is a season coming shortly. You will reap a thousandfold. In the name of Jesus, you will reap a thousandfold. Listen to me. It is well. Things are not well because of what we see. They are well because we ask God for favor and we declare that it is well. You start a business, it didn't work well. That's what I started with. It didn't work well. Don't worry. Do another one. Do it until you find what you are supposed to do. When you find it, stay there, do it. See your life as a mission. That this is something I must do. Not is it making quick money. No, I must do this thing. The time will come, God will just turn events around. I like one thing this man said while reading his book. I think in the Art of the Deal. Or, no, no. Art of Comeback. One of those books. By uh, Donald Trump. He said something, I never forgot it. The guy said one thing there. It's so spiritually sound. I never forgot it. You know what he said in effect? That sometimes, now I many words together, right? But it was from him I first heard it. That what you just need to do is survive. I don't know where I get my point. It was talking about business. That sometimes all you need to do is just survive. Don't make it big. Don't just survive. That if you survive, that the winds will soon turn. That it's important you are still alive when the winds turn. There was a time they changed some laws in the U.S. He suddenly was owing, I think, two or four billion dollars. Because a law changed. Law. It had to do with property tax and stuff like that. Now, listen to this. The man said they restructured everything so that he just survived. By the time he finished surviving, when the wind changed again, I don't know whether I get my point. He was still there. Suddenly, like they say, his own sails were now filled with the wind. And then his boat started moving forward. That the man just did what? Survive. I, I, I remember that lesson. The man is sometimes in business. It's not about doing big or small. Just survive. This is somewhere what I'm saying. You, just survive. Somebody say amen. amen. God is about to blow in your direction. Amen. I said he's about to blow in your direction. Let me just warn somebody here. Sometimes the visa they are giving you is your road to bondage. I just warn you today. When you leave here, call your, call your friend. Say, I'm not coming. How do you know you are the one? I'll tell you. Finally, a few months ago, you started doing something. And it's working. Just like it's not working big. You wanted to make a million, you are making maybe 50,000. Your friend now said, Don't worry. <laughs> And come over to France or where? Belgium. I don't even know which one. <laughs> the, the modern, the European home of terrorists. <laughs> and that's their, that's their home now. Belgium is the European home of terrorists. <laughs> Your friend is a come or come to North America or, wherever, or, or, or South Africa, I don't know, or China or whatever. I'm just warning you to do. That is your passport to what? Bondage. When the breeze will blow, when the wind will turn, to fill the sail so as to move you forward, you won't be there. You will have gotten a good job where you are. I will stagnate your life. You're not going to get promoted. 
one day, in 15 years, in frustration, you want to come back home, but you won't be able to come. One of the reasons that you look back, the boys we left behind 15 years ago, they are now employers. You go look, say, let me die in Moab. Then, then um, Naomi can go back home afterwards. But you, you will not die anywhere. Amen. You will prosper here. Whatever God plants you, listen, by the time you are traveling abroad, you, are you getting my point? You'll be traveling abroad with confidence. You'll be traveling abroad with like, okay, ah, all right. I'll be back in a few months. I have some things to do. You'll come back home, check out what everybody's doing. you travel again. After a while, you're an international citizen. The Lord is good. He's well with you. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. Let's go home. <laughs> Don't worry, next time, we'll, we'll talk how to pray in the time of affliction. Okay, I'll tell you what I wanted to say. I wanted to tell you there are two things you do in time of affliction. One, you pray for your enemies. Two, you give thanks and rejoice. There are people that will be involved in setting up your affliction. Identify them one by one and start praying for them. They were flogging Jesus Christ, the Roman soldiers. And the women were crying. And Jesus looked and said, don't cry for me. Cry for yourselves and for your children. And he said some other things. He now turned, looked at those people and prayed for them. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And these are people that were afflicting him with affliction. That's what I want to talk about. And secondly, Habakkuk said, no matter what it is, I will always rejoice in the Lord. Paul said, give thanks for all things unto God. Everything. No matter how bad it is, you give God thanks for it. Let's just give God thanks. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word again. Say, I will win my battles. Declare it. Say, I will win my battles. Begin to declare it, declare it, declare it. Say in your own words, my battles I will win. I will not get tired. I will not get tired. I will win my battles by faith. The word of God is my weapon. 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 I will win my battles. The word of God is my weapon. I will win my battles. The word of God is my weapon. I will not get tired. So I will strike my ground seven times. I will strike my ground seven times. Remember, we're talking about Elisha. He told Joash, strike. Joash struck three times and stopped. He lacked the zeal. Elisha said, she'll have struck five or six times. So declare, say, I will strike seven times until I've totally consumed my Arameans, until I've totally consumed the enemies. Until I've totally consumed disease, until I've totally consumed lack, until I've totally consumed sin, until I've totally consumed addiction. Yes, I will win. No matter what it is that I'm addicted to, I will win. I will win. I win today. I will win again tomorrow. If the battle, if it's addict, addiction to cigarettes, is it addiction to pornography, it's addiction to drinking, it's addiction to whatever it is, nobody knows, but I will win. I will win. I will not say I can't win. I know I will win. If I win today, I will win again tomorrow. I will win until I've totally consumed addiction. I will win until I've totally consumed the anger that is inside me. Yes, I'm so hot-tempered. I do what is wrong. I will win until I totally consume the anger, that hot temper. I will win. I will win. I will strike seven times. In the name of Jesus, I will strike. I will strike against poverty. 
I will strike against laziness. I will do my business. If, I, if this business fails, I will start another one. I will not be idle. If this ministry doesn't work, I will go in another direction. But I will not stop preaching. I will win until I have totally consumed obscurity. Declare it. Say, I will win. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it in the name of Jesus. I am an overcomer. Declare it loud. Say, in the name of Jesus, I am an overcomer. In the name of Jesus, I am an overcomer. I am a winner. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than the poverty that is out there. Greater is he that is in me than the sickness the devil is trying to place upon me. Say the spirit of Christ is in me. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. It's giving life to my mortal bodies. I win against allergic conditions. I win against tumors. I win against bone pains. I win against pains in every part of me. I win. I win. I refuse to submit to the will of the devil. I submit to the will of God for my life. Satan, I will not submit to your will. I win. If you like, rise up again. I win. I win. I win. I win. No matter what it is concerning this nation, I will not speak negatively. I will not kill my ability to succeed somewhere else. I win. Declare it, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. I'm more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror because of Jesus who loves me. Declare it, I am more than a conqueror. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am abiding the love of the Father. I'm a winner. I am a winner. I am a winner. I win over poor, that is, wrong use of the tongue. I win over it. My tongue is an instrument of blessing. The, the flow of life, this oasis of life is flowing from my tongue. Life flows from my tongue. I speak death against negative things. I kill them. I speak death against sickness. I kill it. I speak death. I speak death against problems in the nation. I speak death. I speak death against everything that will rise up against the progress of the kingdom of God. I speak death. That's the only place I speak death. But concerning my life, I speak life. Concerning my family, I speak life. Concerning the things that depend on me, I speak life. Concerning my business, I speak life. Concerning the economy, I speak life. Concerning the church of God, I speak life. Concerning my children, I speak life. Concerning my ministry, I speak life. Concerning my business, I speak life. Concerning my office, I speak life. I walk with it. I work for it. I love, he said, blessed are those who love you. He was speaking to Jerusalem. Oh, that's what we do. That's how we pray. That's how we pray. We never lose heart. Everybody say this after me. Say in the name of Jesus. Fuerce scarcity. Be broken. Say in the name of Jesus. Poor power supply. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Poor access to justice. Be broken. Say in the name of Jesus. Institutionalized corruption. Be broken. Say in the name of Jesus. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Be broken. Say we speak life. Into our environment. We speak life. Into the body of Christ. Say in the name of Jesus. Wrong doctrines. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. 
lying with the name of God. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Every altar. Every pulpit. That is built by man. To milk the sheep. To cut their wool. But not to feed them. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Every wall of separation. That divides brethren. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. Every ministry. That rises up. To misrepresent Christ. Be broken. In the name of Jesus. In this nation. We speak life. Truth will prevail. Truth will prevail. Righteousness will be exalted. So everywhere that people gather around the name of Jesus, they will hear the truth. We declare that truth will prevail. Say, guard your sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty. Okay, so, so, sorry for the big English. Say, Lord, take your sword. Wear your armor. Ride against lies. Right for the cause of truth. Go across this land and establish truth. Say in the name of Jesus. Father, establish truth in this nation, in your church. Listen, not everybody will be agree with you, but if we have the remnant that will say this, things will happen in this country. See, any time you see any little thing positive, use, it to, use the opportunity to give God thanks and speak good things. I notice that Paul, anytime he hears good news of a church, he starts giving thanks and starts praying for them. He forgets all the bad, bad things. He saw the Corinthian church. There was problem. There were camps. I'm of Paul. I'm of Peter. I'm of Jesus. He was there. There was one guy there that of all the babes in town, now the one when Papa married, now he like Collecting Papa wife. Remember that guy? When they want to speak in tongues, that's what they used to do. Somebody gets up a message. God says the Lord. And that person starts like that. Everybody says, why are you doing like that? They say, Holy Spirit is upon me. That was in the church. These are problems worse than PDP. These are problems worse than APC. Yet when Paul heard of their faith and their love, he began to give thanks and to pray for them. So if you hear any problem in Abuja, it's not enough. When you hear something good, Yesterday, I got a message. Somebody forwarded it to me. I do. I watched the interview on AIT of the uh, chairman of NEC. That's Nigeria Electricity Regulation Council. Or I sent something about the rights of Nigerians. I looked at it. I forwarded it to my wife. No, I forwarded it to people, and I showed it to my wife. We were just discussing it. So my wife said, what? I said, listen, baby, forget this thing. Let's just thank God that somebody even said this. He said, this is your right. He said, many Nigerians don't know. The, these are the, your rights as an electricity user in Nigeria. Paul said, when I heard of your faith, I began to give thanks. So this little one, we don't see, will start giving thanks. Will it be easy for them to enforce? No, I didn't think it would be easy. But that they wrote it down as a rule. That's what I said. When you say every little thing, you know what you do? You give thanks. There's always something to give thanks for. There may be troubles out there, but there's plenty to give thanks for. Let's just give a lot of thanks. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you that somebody is looking for stolen money. 
I mean, for the past five years, nobody's looked for it. I mean, our former president said that uh, corruption, if there's money, they will know. If the Americans will know if it's still money. As if it's Americans' money that's been stolen. You were there when he said it. Did you, were you not there? At least now somebody's asking questions. Say, Lord, thank you. Give, give a lot. What are you doing? Keep it quiet. Say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. At least somebody's asking questions. Somebody's asking questions. Somebody wrote a rule. The other day, they find all these telecom companies for not porting within 48 hours. Somebody's doing something. Ah! You know that what the MTN did? They did not know a new government was in power. You know that's what happened to them? Somebody's asking questions. It is small, but it's something to thank God for. Let us stop looking at the boy who took his father's wife and the father that comes in the Corinthian camp, you know, in the Corinthian church. Let's first of all give God thanks. Let's thank God. He said, Lord, thank you. At least somebody's asking questions. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Let's say, Lord, thank you. Let's give him thanks. Thank him for what he's doing in your life, what he's doing in the nation. Thank him because you are a force of righteousness. Thank him because you are a force of righteousness. Thank him because you are a force of righteousness. Thank him because you are a force of righteousness. Thank him for that. Thank him for that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you thanks for today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's share the grace in fellowship so we can go home. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time.